the Black Nerd Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, my co-host, Harry Gant in the spot. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome, everybody. It is awesome to have you here to listen to us a mere, what, like two weeks after the last podcast. There's got to be some kind of record. You have tuned into Stakes is High, the Black Nerd Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, also run by my man, Jeff Smith, at Dark and Nerdy in the Spot. Keep it hot. I'm just here to mix shit. He just he just popped up like Good Morning America. Did you see that? That was, that was tight. <laughs> it's wonderful when it works, ladies and gentlemen. It's wonderful when it works. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back again. I've lost track of what number shit we on. Last week was the COVID joint. COVID, that was, that was part two. That the was COVID. Before that was an pandemic episode. Right. I don't know what episode we on right now. But we're, we're gonna call that we're gonna call this episode Oops Opening Up. Right. <laughs> That's exactly what it feels like. Like, ah, oh, damn. Did we do oh, that? No. Yeah. Oh, no. We're the, we're the group project where you're the only one who did the work. Yep. That's it. You are the only one who did the work, and all the lazy bastards made all the noise. Right. <laughs> we are, we are, we are like, what are we doing? We're, we're recurving the curve, is what we're doing. So yeah. I, yeah. I had just read that, uh, that, the, the Texas governor was all like, "Oh, Oops. we uh we got we got an outbreak here, and uh, who knew? Yeah, who knew yeah. this would happen? Yo, right. yo. So right. my, my sister in Houston told me all this shit. Where basically they are Texas is is, is obviously known for this shit, known for this whole bullshit independence. We're gonna do what right. we want to do, kind of shit." Sure. And Houston experience. Houston is at ninety-seven percent ER, like bed situation. And so now, some people, some high up people, got inconvenienced. Now is a thing of oh shit! All of my little oil men friends, all my little Republican friends, told me, "Yo, we got the economy. We got to get it going. We got to have people back on the beach." We gotta have people back in, the, and they're like, "Oh, oh shit! This may not have been a good idea." So I find a, a certain kind of schadenfreude with people who you've told the right thing over and over and over again. They're like, "Ah, whatever." Then we roll over, and they're like, "We go a day or two, and all shit goes down." You know what I find interesting is. We have both a situation in which people want to say, oh, the economy's never been better. It's the best economy in the history of economies. Oh, my God, we're running this economy like it's the Indy 500. But they're also like, we got to open up this economy. Oh, my, hey, this economy <laughs> needs to get going. The same people are like, 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 there's nothing wrong with the same people are like, there's nothing wrong with this economy. This economy's fine. We're kicking ass over here. We are American exceptionalism. We're the best. Are the same folks going, hey, no, 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 but open up all the bars and restaurants and movie theaters. We need baseball and football back. We got jobs. 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 People, people jobs. got jobs out here. We need to do these things. We need to get back to normal. Well, you can't have it both ways, right? Either your economy is humming like nobody's business, and I'll tell you, there is kind of a way in which you can you can have an economy on some level if even with a shutdown, you just need people to spend what money they have confidently. Everybody won't be in the same boat, right? But, like, we did a thing here. 
it wasn't like it was before, but I, I, I know damn well that if you're like, fuck it, let's just get back to normal so we all feel better. Everybody's going to start feeling a lot worse. Yeah, you know, uh, Lakeith, our, our friend Lakeith, his his wife had a post that that I thought summed it up, too, when you were talking about we're all being in the same boat. It's like, we're all in the same storm, right? right. But we ain't all in the same, same boat, right? Some people, some people got a real nice boat. Right, right. <laughs> some people's boat is taking out a lot of freaking water. And, and, when, we're talking, and when, that, when it's that conversation about, like, you know, we got to open up this economy, it's people with much bigger boats talking about their economy, Right. right? Like I just saw that like like we're going to minimum wage in Chicago at like like thirteen bucks an hour to like fifteen bucks an hour like next year or something. And I thought to myself, like, man, they just announced that shit. Like they weren't just having battles over that for like the past three, four years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like straight fighting it. They just dropped that in the news, like, yep, and next year it'll be fifteen. Fifteen bucks an hour minimum wage. And I was like, Word? Like y'all just Yada 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 over the fact well, out of so many businesses didn't want to do that right when it was the right thing to do they absolutely didn't want to do it and like well I guess knowing that we're gonna have these uh, viruses and I'm gonna say plural because if the worst comes the worst in November there will be more of these viruses right like <laughs> this pandemic is gonna be training wheels right believe right. me you're gonna wish that somebody was out there working just to be able to like take care of your basic needs. You know, and that, whether that's a drive-through or a hospital bed or, or or like like unloading trucks of paper towels, whatever it is, right? The garbage men, you need the garbage men to still come by because you don't want to know what uh, a pandemic is like if the garbage men don't show up to work. You know, True. like we don't need cops like you think we need cops, but we absolutely need streets and sand. Let me tell you something. Going in or the college. black plague is back. Yep, I remember living with a bunch of dudes that kept forgetting when garbage day was, and that shit got nasty real fast. Ooh. Real fast. I remember we had to sneak the trash out when we finally remembered. We had to do it, like, on the low, like, in the cut, just sneak it out because we were so ashamed. And we heard the garbage man in the morning, like, God damn it! Like, just, just hunkered down, like, hiding out. Like We have, like, um, I don't know, like, you guys are in the city, so I don't know. And you're also in different kind of living situations. So I don't know if you have like a private service that comes and picks up your trash or if it's the city that picks up your trash. But where I'm at, it's 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 the it's it's the city in one case, right? But it's like two different contracts. So there's like the garbage contract and then there's the the recycling, recycling contract. Yeah. And what I what all my for my part of the neighborhood, it's Thursdays, right? And I can always kind of I can hear more or less when the trucks are around, but I can't always, but what that noise isn't telling me is where the trucks are. The trucks are around, but they're not right behind my house yet. Yeah. And the question is, which truck is it, right? Is it the garbage guy or the recycling guy? And my wife and I, it's we really generate more recyclable garbage than regular garbage. Okay. Right? In one week's time, we could have like three bags of like things that need to go out that are recyclable and like half a bag of regular garbage. So it's like, well, the regular garbage is cool, but man, if it's the recycling, it's got to go out. And if you got to go out there with three bags while my man is coming down looking for your blue bins, right? <laughs> you look, <laughs> you look bad, right? Do you have an alley, or or you got to drag it out to the corner? We have an alley. Uh, we have, our, but our alley is like it's a T intersection alley. And what the garbage truck does, and what he did last week is he pulled into the top of the T, and I'm on the long part of the T near the bottom, right? So he was 
basically three houses over and kind of like at the corner. So I, I felt like I had time to run out there and get it. But the dudes at the back of the truck were running up the alley, grabbing the cans and bringing it to the truck. So when I go out there, I'm holding the bag and dude's looking at me and I'm looking at him like, yo, which dude are you? What and, you he, do, son? and he points, he points, he goes, is this you right here? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He goes, oh, it's cool. I'm just coming to get that one next. I'm like, all right, but he goes, you can throw it in there. I'm going to get your neighbor first. I'm like, okay, cool. All right, awesome. I feel better. Because it is, it's that shame of like, right. what, what, you, what are you doing, tenant? You know, you know this social contract we got. You right. fucked it up. You're just going to let it fester out here for another week on me? <laughs> All right, people. What's up in nerddom for you guys, man? Like, um, I, I will ask a a general nerd question. And you got any uh like like nerd comics related things you've been up on, or like nerd anime cartoon watching and during COVID? I know that this makes people like me like I go I go back to like some of the things that I've missed, like that I slept on or that I purposely put off because I was just doing other shit, you know? Right. Like I'm doing a lot of that now. Some some new things have wormed their way into my general like going to bed viewing, you know, it shows I've determined I love that. I never thought I'd love that. Like there's a show that I love that I was going to completely just like completely fade. Like I'm not even fucking with the show, but I watched a couple episodes and it is now my favorite comic book related show on TV. Um, Star girl. Oh yeah. I didn't think for a second you was going to let that one slip by though. I I really, because I didn't expect them to go like so hand in hand with, getting out real quick with DC character shout outs, cameos, appearances, all that, right? Like when the flash started, it was like, oh cool. They got the it's the flash, right? And oh oh shit, by the end of season one we teased like Earth Two and we knew Flash's team. Well I knew Flash's team was supposed to involve Firestorm and and and, and Killer Frost and uh, 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 my dude vibe that nobody wanted to see. Like, people that in comics, nobody wanted to see at all, right? But, like, when I realized that was his crew on the show, I was like, that's cool. I mean, but it, some of the great guest stars on The Flash took a season or two to get to. Stargirl started out episode one with an entire right. JSA battle that was amazing, right? And then just kept dropping people on you. And every time I see, like, she's putting a new JSA together, I'm thrilled because... Even those things, a lot of those things are calling back to actual things that happen in comics, and I find that cool. So I'm yeah, shocked. I haven't got, I haven't got the Star Girl yet. Um, from a from a comics perspective, you know, I'm catching up on Harley Quinn. You know that that just wrapped up. I think I'm like two episodes behind. But that show, that show is great, and I think I was just reading an article about uh, how good DC has been to the writers and creators in terms of like letting them just sort of fly. They're like, you know. DC ain't really said no to anything, right? They right. they they said no to one thing, and I can't even remember what it was because it was that trivial. Um, hmm. So it's it's nice to see uh, you know them have that sort of creative freedom. Oh, they said no to them him killing uh, Light Ray. They were gonna have Dark Side kill Light Ray. Oh, okay, all right. And they were like, "Man, you... Justice League War or something like that." One of those. No, 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 no. In the Harley Quinn cartoon. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. They were like, yeah, you, you can't kill Light Ray, but you can kill Forager. And they were like, all right, cool. Uh, Damn. Like, wow. I mean, and even then, it's like, I didn't realize that Darkseid even got to like the Harley Quinn cartoon. Like, that. Yeah. That's okay. And But they but they had Light Ray and Forager, too. Like, they had Forager on uh, Young Justice. 
didn't do the entire New Gods saga, which I was kind of waiting for some of that because the New Gods are like, they have a special place in my heart because it's that that the truth about Jack Kirby is if you left Jack Kirby alone for 15 minutes in a room, he created a new universe for you, right? If you piss Jack Kirby off, he created a great new universe for somebody else, right? <laughs> you know, so, and that's what the yeah. new guys kind of were. So I, I definitely want to come back to that. I want to put a pin in that because I didn't get up on New Gods until later and I got questions. Um, okay, cool. But uh, the other thing, you know, I've been going nostalgic and going back and reading like old Denny O'Neill shit. Um, if you got so, to. Right. <laughs> Why are you hating? I'm, I'm, I'm still mad over That's like what one. The man does. There's, there is, there is, there is an aspect of Denny O'Neill's philosophy with Batman that I never agreed with, and I think that when I explain it, you will actually agree with me, and it's gonna fuck up how you, how you love your Denny O'Neill. Like, I'm not saying bad writer Denny O'Neill. I'm saying philosophically, right. possibly made a mistake, Denny O'Neill, that we're still dealing with the consequences of even now, and I hate it. Grant Morrison tried to save us from it. I'm trying to figure out if I want my hate sandwich now or if I want to postpone my hate sandwich. <laughs> okay. It's a hate hoagie. It's a hate hoagie. It's like 14 inches, it's 14 inches long, right? It's got seafood on it. It's got a rimulad. That salt and vinegar kind of kind of chips later on. Like you right. Goes, yeah, you Troy might be right. You know, look, I'm gonna write it down too. Denny O'Neill hate. I'm gonna write that shit down. We're right. coming back to that. All right. Troy, what you got? I got I got shit in nothing. Um, work with the <laughs> I got shit in nothing. I'm sorry. I got shit Troy. For those of you who don't know, during COVID, like so, well, like I've I own Third Coast Comics at 6443 North Sheridan Road in Rogers Park neighborhood. Like while I own that shop, I've had to go to the store once the the shutdown kind of lifted. We hit phase four or whatever. Troy's been going to work this entire damn time <laughs> so doing I IT. So my thing is not even like, you know, the Harley Quinn joint. Like, I think we're, we finished like episode three or four. Um, I understand it's, it's, it's done. Um, my shit has really been on this, on not even the real world shit, but like, we're really thinking about like the NCAA. We're talking about these sports leagues coming back. Um, all these other shits like this. So I am not doing nerd shit at all. Right, I am doing straight like, you know, I'm dealing with people who want their shit to work and do not care yeah. that I may potentially die. Like, they, yes. they don't, like, fuck, I, whatever. Just, your your work life is really a microcosm of professional sports leagues trying to come back. You know, right? <laughs> it, it, is, it is that you are you are you are the living embodiment of sports trying to come back through your daily work life. <laughs> And Kathy's yeah. telling me, like, no, it's okay to come back. But meanwhile, there's a bunch of people telling me, yay, come on back. But I'm like, but what about me and my safety and my health? And they're like, no, no, no. Come on back. Come on, do the thing. I'm not going to be in the office. You will. Right, right. Okay. I right. trust you'll be okay while I sit at home. You dick. Okay, cool. That's, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> There's like a bunch of hypocrisy that goes on too, right? Like, like it, it's 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 sort of. So I went out. So I was walking with the kids today. Uh, I had to pick up some hero clicks. Yep, you heard that. And uh, we stopped at Pop Bellies, 
to, to, to grab a sandwich, right? Nerd-wise, so, I kind of like the sound of this day so far, so keep going. Yeah, right, yeah, right. And that was right before we got we left Quake Collectibles. That's, uh, I mean, that's real shit, though. You yeah, do so, real yeah. shit. Xander bought his first Transformer with his own hard-earned money. Hard-earned. Uh, yeah. All right, now yeah. I got to get involved. Now I got to hover over the kid like the <laughs> next time. Right. <laughs> you, you, you gonna get that Mobat GI Joe tape? Yeah. Let's just do that. Let's just fucking let's just blow it. Let's do it. But, uh, <laughs> I'm Rock in and roll have motorcycles. Though. I'm in pop bellies though, right? And there's a bunch of people that are there uh eating and they're eating in the restaurant and they're complaining about like how crazy it is that they're being asked to go back into the office, right? And they're like, you know, there's like 10 or 15 people in the office, and I'm thinking to myself, like it's dangerous when you go to work with the same 10 people, right? But like, right. you know, I got to go out and get my pot bellies, right? Right, right. You're sitting in pot bellies bitching about it. <laughs> right. And you're not six feet apart. You ain't, you right. ain't 10 feet apart, you know? And this is, this is the thing about also, I just want to put it out there. Six feet, I believe, is just the, the softball way of saying, we know you're going to be near each other somehow. I'm willing to bet the actual guideline was probably more like 12 feet, 15 feet, right? <laughs> right? Six feet is just, we know you won't possibly, America, you're not built for this, right? No. You're not built for this. No. We're going to stay six, right, as a general rule, because even if you had to reach out and hand someone something, to reach out and hand someone something is three feet. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can't do six feet easily. Like, I couldn't, if Troy laid down on the ground, and I started at his feet and reach, and you were at his head, Jeff, and we were reaching for each other, handing each other stuff. We would not reach. Right. We would drop whatever that object was in the middle of Troy. We wouldn't, it wouldn't work because Troy is 6'3, right? It wouldn't work. You can't do it. He's 6'6. Six, six. Get the number right, baby. Get the number, get the number right. <laughs> you can't do it. Like, it doesn't work this way. You were not built for it. This is where I think we came down to this, this, this six feet number. But they're willing to sit there in pot bellies and be like, can you believe it? They're going to endanger all of us. Meanwhile, you're two feet from somebody and you're smacking. Right. I, I should have got that chocolate shake. They yeah. put the little cookies in the straw, you know? It's a nice touch. I should have done it. <laughs> so, yeah, but the kids are definitely coming around to this nerd nerd thing. And it, it's it's nice. So uh, You buried the lead. Which transformer did, uh, did, did Xander buy? I had never seen this little motherfucker ever. Like it's a little green. It's it's like it's not a it's not a Dinobot, right? It was it, it's just a little green thing that transforms into a cheap T Rex. Um, but we couldn't quite I couldn't quite figure out how exactly to get the T Rex T Rexy. So he's kind of tall. Like he doesn't. It's weird. I don't know what it is. I had never seen it before. It was definitely one of those like I don't know maybe Beast Wars or something. I, I have no idea. But, uh, but he bought it with his own money, so he got the budget. Right, right. I don't, I don't argue with their money, right? Like if if they got money and they want to spend it, I'm like, hey, I just want to let you know the thing. You at least you, took him, you also took him to Quake. You didn't take him to like play it against sports to buy an old tennis racket. Right, right. Well, because we had walked by Quake before, um, and uh, they were in there and they were asking for stuff, and I was like, yeah, yeah. Well, how much money you got? And they were like, well, done. Oh, right. Okay. So then we set out the chore thing, and they earned their first chore paycheck. Okay. So they were like, "We gotta go back to Quake." I was like, "All right, cool." So I'm trying to explain to them, I'm like, you know that that uh, that that um, Batman figure you picked up is pretty dope, but it's twenty dollars. Oh. You know, you could save up and earn that. And they were like, 
I'm gonna get this now and went for something <laughs> cheaper and went for something cheaper and was like, okay, all right. So that's where we're at. But you know, we played our first game of Hero Clicks today. They enjoyed it. So gonna be on the hook for that. That's amazing. Oh, I was like, I don't know if he's hating on Hero Clips. <laughs> no, I was, I was like, for, I was like oh. my my can like um, my my camera's normally like covered by tape, and I reached up and like oh shit, I just obscured the whole situation. <laughs> I was like, am I getting a hand? Like, no, no, no. Like you getting the Heisman? Like, oh, I, no, 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 no. Like, I, I would actually high five the Hero Clips because like I I feel like it is it is the game that's just about useless. While also being the game with collectible figures, where you're just like, I can't believe they made a figure of this dude. <laughs> Why is it useless? Like, I, I've got more use using Hero Clicks as named villains in my D and D games than actually enjoying playing Hero Clicks. Oh, you don't like it? I, the act of clicking down for hit points and and trying to keep track of all these things in this little Hero Dow just bugged the hell out of me. I, I guess it was it was too much like too involved for what I wanted out of my little superhero little miniatures and then battling each other. So what I, I did I did like the idea that when you play you're like uh let's make teams the teams are certain points and you got to kind of come up with point values like that aspect of it I kind of do dig, you know? And I like the the theme sets of like, you know, we're Guardians of the Galaxy set, right? Or the Avengers set, or Legion of Superheroes set. I kind of like right. that too. Um but I just Three levels of clicking and different shit. Nah, man, they lost. I don't know if they had this before. I, if they did, I was too young to pay attention to it and keep up with it. But so I haven't played clicks in like, I don't know, seven years, eight years, something crazy like that. I don't even know what got me. Oh, it was the Justice League Unlimited set came out. And I was like, oh, okay, I, 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 I can work with that. Yeah. So now they got the cards that go along with the dudes and it has their entire dial on the cards. So now I don't, because the thing that always killed me was like I always had to pick up the figure to figure out, you know what I mean, like yeah. what what the hell the ability. Now it's just like, oh, it's row three. Maybe it was always like that and I just never could keep up with it. I, I don't think remember. there was always cards, like I got Heroclix boxes that I've never even opened, right? But I'm, I'm fairly sure it's the figures on a little plastic like holder thingy and then there's cards that are also in there. And I think I always, I used to just chuck the cards because I was not playing the game properly. I tried playing a game and I didn't like it. Because it was it was more involved. Like when I when I play something that is comic book related and it's meant to be some sort of like CCG or like RPG, I want as simple as possible, right? Mm. Because I don't want to be taken out of like what it's like to read a comic, the way you just flow through it, right? I don't want to like be doing a thing that's supposed to be inspired by comics, but it's so stat heavy, right? Or like like it's so involved in process, it's nothing like reading a comic. It's more like being in some kind of like stats class, right? Like, and I don't want that. Right. It's why I'd rather play the old Marvel superheroes role playing game than play champions. So it's funny. I was about to say the exact same thing. That's exactly what I'm looking for in like a superhero role playing game. I feel like even even Marvel. Marvel probably does it better than any other one that I've played so far. But like, I, I agree. I, it doesn't bother me for hero clicks as much, but for like role playing games, whenever I do like a superhero role playing game, I agree. I want it to flow fast. I want to be able to get creative yeah, with powers. Yeah. Right. Um, So I'm it's funny. We talked about this at the last time a group of us got together and I was like, you know, what? I'm going to fucking design my own superhero RPG. So I got news for you, Jeff. You can do a playtest of a superhero RPG I wrote like 10 years ago Uh with exactly this in mind. However, I'm just going to warn you. So it it is it's it's called hyperbole. 
uh, any superhero <laughs> role playing game. But but it is it is it is a it is a superhero and comic book role playing game that is actually a, it's a marketing uh, teaching tool designed as a superhero role playing game, right? So um, you I know you've never many people have I've, I've played I've run it for like lots of people, and I. I had like dreams of being like an indie game designer at one point in my life. And I went to Gen Con and I sold a shit ton of copies, right? At Gen Con one year. And I was like, well, did that. All right, I'm good. Right. <laughs> 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 so, and um, the funny, like I designed it kind of with that idea in mind, like, holy shit. Like, why can't we just do this thing where it flows and people can just like, feel that what it's like to experience a comic without like it being like yo is that an in non-obvious but accessible focus there that ray gun you got <laughs> you know that oh so you shoot my man with the ice blast but does he go is it a power that sends him back six meters or 12 meters or 25 meters we need to know right. no do you really like really yeah i feel like part of that is the minute you have to depend on a battle map you're through and, and that's part of it. Like you can run a game in which you you're not you have a battle map because that's what Dungeons and Dragons 3.0 did, right? It it made the map part so much part of the game. You just had another visual characteristic that helped you out, right? But it, it also made it so that now you had to count five foot squares, and that mattered. In 2.0, I don't know how many games back in the old 2.0 days and 1.0 days we played D and D with no map whatsoever, and we were just like playing, you know. Your mind. You just you're just going right. It, you didn't know. It, I mean, it would say in the rules, it'd be like, "Yes, yeah, thirty foot square." So you asked the deer, "Hey, is that? Is, am I winning thirty feet?" Yeah, man, you are good. Right. <laughs> I blow him up, then lighten the boat. <laughs> you would just do that. Now, uh, uh, I played one game, and I remember the first time I was playing D and D with somebody, and they uh, somebody did a spell effect. They did a spell, and some dude dropped a little wire like cutout of the shape of the spell on the table. And I was like, oh, on everybody thought it was really cool. And I was just sitting there thinking, damn, like, I don't, I think I'd just rather argue whether or not my man behind the corner was hit or not. Like, <laughs> I don't need a, a hanger, a wire hanger in the shape of like a weird obelisk to tell right. me that dude was hit or not hit. Like, now that's too, it's almost a bridge too far for me. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I get it. Some, some games need it, but there's times in which I just don't want it. I definitely want to. Uh, I definitely want to check out Hyperbole. So, yeah, and I, I'm. I wonder. I bet we could pull it off over Zoom. There's some aspects of it that won't work very well over Zoom because while you do this thing, you're also drawing a comic book. Oh. So it requires like people who are playing to actually sketch things out. Even if you just draw stick figures, it's okay. But like, you know, whatever. Somebody can know. still. You can just do this in your own house. Whatever. I don't know if a role player, but. You can get down on the art piece. Good for everybody. You know what I mean? Like you know, get in where you fit in. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. The times I've done this with people and you think like somebody's gonna depict the thing a certain kind of way and they just come at it some other sort of way. It's exactly it reminds me of how comics are actually done. Where you can give five people the same damn script, you will get five different interpretations of that script. Yep. Yeah. You know? It's all right. Yeah, there was a there's like a powered by the apocalypse system that is like all geared towards like storytelling and yeah. storytelling. It's like one of those things where it's like you know the rules always take a backseat to the fiction, right? So it's yes. like you know, um, okay, you know, you've got this great power, but if you're you know underneath a rock for whatever reason, right? That's more than just a strength check, right? You got to yep. figure some other shit out. 
Um, so I, I feel like there's a there's a hero version of that, uh, a hero version of that game for that system. I bet there is. There's a pro wrestling one. I know that. Yep. There's a couple of wrestling games, and I've played some wrestling games, and it's it's like when I'm playing a wrestling game, I I want to also feel that same thing. Like I'm watching wrestling and enjoying it. I don't want to be like, oh well, you know, your your suplex skill is only this much, so. Then you get two dudes who have shitty skills trying to use the same kind of move. <laughs> it's like, no, it doesn't work. Like, you can't – wait, you both suck at the figure four. You both rolled – you rolled one now. Now you have, like – there's, like, a noodle happening in the ring between your legs. Like, that. that's not a thing. That never happens in actual matches. Like, right. what are you doing? When we watch wrestling, the producer would just – like we'd be like, nah, director, we go to commercial. Right, right. <laughs> this is bad. This is very bad. We can hear the wrestlers talking to each other. We don't want that. You know, oh, it's man. very, very bad. I don't even know how we got here. My bad. I, don't, I, totally, <laughs> I, I totally derailed us. I don't even remember how I got here. Troy Stavis, what else um, you got? So the only thing I got, like on the real world shit, we we gonna we we can we, we can get to the fact that the folly basically of sports leagues trying to get back. Yeah. shit. On the personal level, I have two nephews who are playing major college football, and they're back training now and both of them had to sign a waiver from power All right power, power five conferences universities yeah, power five conferences and yep. if you catch some shit you're not suing us and they're in for both of them are in for athletic scholarships um they could have yep. an academic scholarship but they're in for athletics and so they're like well you know if you didn't want to do it you know you have a choice it's not a choice because the alternative is like, yo, I don't feel comfortable being in a scrum with 20 other people, you know, going fighting for the ball or I'm doing drills or whatever, whatever, and find out that, you know, yeah, you know, we're tested every day or, you know, we have a medical center in the state of Indiana or state of Ohio. But you're paying some podunk ass universities to start with who may not be on that same shit. So you being able legally not to come back to university like, hey, I can't breathe now. I practiced. I did all these. I put on your colors. I did all this stuff. And the prospect of the university saying, well, not our problem. Is one actually like on a personal level that's hitting the family right now because like I said we had to we have two nephews doing the thing. So you know what you could do, Troy. <clears throat> Tell them the number one rule of all contracts. All contracts are solid until somebody has to go to court about it. Right. right? <laughs> like he he may have signed a waiver, but that don't mean he can't sue nobody. You know, he signed a waiver saying he won't sue. Fucking sue. Like it's just a contract, right? That all contracts are just contracts until they're not, right? It's up to a court to decide that contract is unconstitutional. You can't make somebody literally do something that is threatening their life and expect that like them there to be no repercussions. Like if the university is taking all these 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 cautionary measures to keep their staff and faculty and students safe from a thing, they can't also look at the the football team and be like, "But not you. Go make that paper, right?" You can go to court over that because now we are not all held to the same standard. That's the, that's the thought, right? That's the but thought. you need the resources. You need right. yes, yes. So, so the the resource. I don't know, like how you convince 
I, I don't want to say class action and that, that that just means that like now 500 people sue an institution and everybody gets you know 1235 12 years from now like i don't want that right that's 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 some booty shit. but like the the university thinking that they can get away with that it we're just waiting for someone to challenge it and the someone to challenge it might literally be another school right it might be some uh, some relatively well-off ex-player it might be somebody being like you know what I don't, I'm not going to play pro anyway, but I'm going to get me a degree in chemical engineering and I can I can make that money. Right. And I can take you to court over it. Right. Because it, it doesn't sound right. You know, what I mean, it just it, none of that smells right. And but what about college sports sounds right? Right. And, is, you know, <laughs> wasn't it? It was just last fall. The NCAA was like, well, OK, we're going to play. Some schools are going to be able to pay their players finally for their likeness and their effort. But I don't know if we could pay everybody, but okay, some kids gonna get paid. And this is just like, okay, nope, now you can't sue us about anything. It's fucking them all over again, right? The NCAA is just the shadiest ass organization. And I think I don't, this is why I just don't fuck with college sports until these guys get, until, until they get to the point where they can make enough money to say, fuck you. When they start making fuck you money, I, I, I applaud them entirely. But they get abused at the college level. Yes, indeed. On this weird-ass slavery for, shit. Yeah, for the prospect of of improvement, for the prospect of even having a pro career, and also for the whole thing of, well, you are getting an education, too, ignoring the fact that a bunch of people who are doing this thing, yo, yeah, uh, the bunch of people- I didn't see this, so fill me in on that. When you yo, yeah, this K-State kid. So apparently- <laughs> Kansas State, first of all, Kansas State has a white supremacist student group. They do. Openly. Like, oh, and I'm oh like, my. okay. All okay. opinions get, get to be heard. Yes, all opinions, both sides. And so this kid, <laughs> this kid said, this kid tweeted, says, Congratulations on George Floyd being one month clean of drugs for the first time. Mm. And and people were like, yo, okay, A, that's tasteless as fuck. But B, the entire Kansas State football team and half the basketball team was like, fuck this kid. Y'all better do something about this. Half the basketball team. I got a problem <laughs> with half the basketball team now. <laughs> right. well, I mean, look, man. Your half is cool. There's other half. <laughs> you, know, you know, it is Kansas. Half, you say. You know, it's in Kansas. Right. Um, you better go along to get along, because when the basketball team's rolling out, I don't want to be the, the, the spot-up shooter in the corner being like, "Woo!" <laughs> Your football team's 82 people. Yep. The basketball team's 12. Sure. You're rolling with the 82. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm going to roll with Anyway, so I don't know what's happened to them since, but they like this student activism is like on an all-time high now. Where athletes, student athletes are like, yo, this is bullshit. We demand some changes. We demand, and in the background is all these administrators like, we just want normal. Right. But we're ignoring the fact, and this hap this is this is gonna happen for like for stuff about the disabled, stuff about marginalized groups in general, where they're going, the normal wasn't great for us. Right. So the shit that you like that you would just that racist some real racist kid felt comfortable tweeting that shit out. So so what was normal actually like? Yeah. See, and was normal yeah. was a kid not getting mushed in campus. Maybe that's right. normal. I don't know. Maybe this kid's not getting run up on. I, 
I know how we'd have handled it back in the day. Like, <laughs> when right. you said what? Right. You said what? You feel that like, comfortable? Okay. You know, he was man comfortable. Like, okay. But the fact that student groups, you know, like the dude from Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State had a whole thing about, like, oh, he was wearing an OANN T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Gundy has a history of saying, like, Really dumb things. Yes, he does. Yeah. He has a history of the shit. And so the best player Oklahoma State. He has, he, Gundy has like that 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 hairdo that's like, you know, you you know I'm a closet racist when you look at the hairdo. Right? Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. his hair, you gotta be like, nah. Yeah. I mean nah. He, you know, he's a hard R guy. He's right. a hard R guy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And it took the best player Oklahoma State has like I'm not playing until this shit gets dealt with. Yep. And so he doubled down and then apologized. Right. So we're talking now about this whole thing about what well, he apologized. There is a burden of uh, evidence, and there is a a sense of who do we give the burden, the burden of proof. Who who do, who do we give the benefit of the doubt to? If you say if you say some ill shit, and I go. Stop that. And you go, I'm sorry. If I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt, I'm like, okay, maybe he meant that, right? Gundy, though, said, I'm sorry. And people were quick, like, well, he said he's sorry. But we're ignoring the whole point of does he get the benefit of the doubt? And a lot you know, of people, like, you know my answer to that is, Troy? No. It is impossible for someone in this day and age to not know, given everything they've seen, not even in the past eight years, but in the past not 12 years, but in the past three months. If you come out with that dumb shit now, you knew exactly what you were doing, right? Yeah. Now, we're good. We're done. Because it, if we're just talking about how heightened it got when, with, when Obama came around, right? So, like, what happened in 2016 to now, right? Like, if you pull this, if you wear the OAN shirt, you can't tell me somebody just handed you a T-shirt. You didn't know it said OAN. OAN <laughs> sounds like an amazing kind of three-syllable, a three, a three-letter thing to me. And I just need the shirt to go fishing it, right? You, you didn't know, like you didn't ask, right? You knew. Come on, son, you, you knew. knew. You, you knew. knew. Every, every time any of us get handed a T-shirt for free, we go, "Ooh, what's that shirt from?" We no, all ask. No, the week before, before advertising. He he did a whole thing about like how awesome. OANN was like they just report the news. No, the fuck right. they don't. They, they just don't. They, they have a different point of view. Yeah, no, and, they do not. So I was they, talking. To, I was talking about this on 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 Facebook, right? Like, I, I don't know, and I don't know how to communicate this so people understand it. Like, what is the bar <laughs> for racism these days, right? No. Like. Because people do all types of foul stuff, and the defense is always, I'm not a racist. So I don't know if you saw my post. For those that, that don't know, so in the Washington Post, and I should bring this up, in the Washington Post, um, they wrote a story about uh, three black or three uh, white cops in North Carolina. The North Carolina guys, yeah. Accidentally recorded a racist tirade that they yes. went on. Where they're talking about we're going to slaughter them. Yeah. yeah, they're talking about slaughtering black. And, and to, to be clear, you just said tirade. This wasn't a tirade. This was just conversation. Right, right. It was, it was, recorded right. in a they weren't even a tirade. Right. They were just talking. 
Right. So like, uh, oh, now you're going to make me sign in? Come on, Washington Post. Really? On the live stream? <laughs> right on the live stream, Washington Post? Come on, man. Oh, the old, the old, the old sign-in so we can track you cookies, oh, paywall. You know I'm, I'm good. You know I'm good for it. In but this anyways, day social media, I got I you, baby. Want, I just want this one article. This is one. The same article everybody else sharing, motherfucker. Now I'm trying to get me off some time, and it's a whole... Anyways, while I'm bringing this up, dudes came across and said some foul stuff, like we should just uh, kill them all, or uh, that'll set them back like three or four generations. Um... They said something about uh, a black judge, how she's a Negro magistrate. And someone was like, you know, oh, they're not all like that. And the cop responded, 90% of them. 90% of them are. And then in their defense, they said, well, we're not racist. <laughs> and I don't understand Yo. how anyone can say that with a, with a straight face. Or moose. Because the, a lot of people, the bar moves. And a lot of people say there are no, there are people who believe unless you got a hood on and with the hard ER, the hard R, anything else isn't racist. Like there, there are people who literally will not understand systemic racism. This is also, this is also just, that's just moving the bar so that they're not included in the no, thing that we're no, actually talking about, right? No, right. Like, oh shit, the goalposts. Yeah, no, nah, that, that's all that is. Like, like you, it's not even, a conversation to have where you got to be like, it's only racist if there's a hood involved, right? Like the folks who you're talking to who are like, no, I'm just stating an opinion because these people piss me off or they've, they've, they're taking advantage or somebody cut me off in traffic or my neighbors do ill shit. And I'm really tired of them getting away with it. Like it feels like somebody ought to be able to say something about something, but I can't say anything because they're brown. Like when you get to that point, it's like, man, listen, listen, a lot of folks do things that annoy other people, right? You know what I mean? A lot of things do, do, a lot of people do things that are like, what the shit's that all about? I just don't get it, right? What we're, a lot of times what we're discussing isn't even that. We're discussing like how free you feel now to come all completely out of your bag, to get in somebody's face, to put them in their place, and you don't understand why you get popped, right? right? You don't understand when they put you on blast while your job don't want you around. Right? What and what stopped you from doing this two years ago, four years ago, six years ago? What stopped you? What did you know about the situation that prevented you from doing or saying that thing then that now you feel like you ain't got to sweat so hard? That to me is how you know what racism is, right? You know consequences are real for some dumb shit you do, but now you don't think about the consequences. You just up and do it. Chicken Andersonville last week, who, uh, uh, went out and erased the sidewalk chalk. Yeah, right. Black Lives right, right, right. Matter. She's got a shop in Andersonville, and she goes out there and erases it. And the, the, the it's a it's a community sponsored event. So they're like, "Whoa, what the hell? What the shit?" Right? She calls the cops and says her her her, her little shop's being vandalized right. outside her shop. So the cops show up, and the cops are like, "Hey, we're Chicago cops, and we've done some ill shit, and we're just gonna say right now that's sidewalk chalk." Right? When the cops are like, what are you doing, lady? But wait, right? you, you, you're missing the greatest part. You're missing the best. No, no, I'm getting there. She okay, said, okay, I'm, not racist. I'm not racist. My husband's black, <laughs> which is a blatant lie. Right. The, the, the people who are the very people angry, 
they know who she is and they can find her very white husband's very racist Facebook post. Like, you said your husband was black thinking social media would just be, oh, she can't be racist. She might've just had a misunderstanding about why she was erasing all the Black Lives Matter shit in front of the shop in Sidewalk Chuck. It, it, for those of you not in Chicago, there's a thing you need to understand about Chicago. It has rained every other day in this town since January 3rd. If somebody goes out and draws Jeffrey the fucking giraffe with devil horns on his head, spouting off like 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 the pirates of Penzance and shit, if they chalk your whole block doing that and you hate it, wait 12 hours, it will be gone. We're about to have a solid week of monsoon-like weather here. If sidewalk chalk ever offends you, just walk away. You don't even have to raise your water bill on it. I have not had to water my grass all year, right? It is ridiculous. You call the cops about it, right? Which is to say, like I keep referring to it as, you call customer service because you wanted them to handle your racism for you. You pass <laughs> right. it off to them. Yes. So oh, you can go about bad. your day. You that's call what you customer did. service for them to handle your racism for you. <laughs> that's what you did. That's what calling the cops is in these yeah. situations. And you want the cops to handle. You want the cops to beg, basically kill people for you. You know, That's you 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 you're you're ordering your hit. You're ordering if you're doing this. If you were doing this, there's no apologies and benefits of the doubt. We ain't gotta wonder. You're doing it now, right? We just watched the cop kneel on a man's neck for damn near nine minutes and kill him. Like you, you can't say now that you didn't know this thing you're about to say. Post do is racist. You knew it. You felt like now was the time. Right. <laughs> You knew it. What you didn't oh. expect was how fast they'd be able to name you. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> the internet, they be on it, right? Black Twitter be on, on it. Like, on it. <laughs> like, Black Twitter like, might as well be anonymous. Like, they're, they're, like, everything, like, here's my thing about anonymous, right? Like, me and some friends were just talking the other day, like, man, you, I just wish, like, anonymous could have just handled this whole shit and just dropped this whole dossier or pulled out this whole file and just saved us from so much bullshit. And I was like, you know what, though? Anonymous is like 1,500 motherfuckers who probably can't agree on what pizza to order, right? So, like, right. you're not going to get a lot of things from Anonymous that you really wish the, the white hat hackers would just do for you, right? But, like, black Twitter is like hackers really are in movies, right? Enhance. 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 Wow. Okay. Yeah, that thing you said about Anonymous, though, that's something I've been saying about this whole, like, militia conversation, too, right? Like, whenever we talk about uh, arms for defending ourselves against the tyranny of our government or whatever. Yep. And I'm like, have you ever been to a block club meeting, right? right? Like, you can't decide on basic shit, but you guys are gonna form a nope. military unit that's gonna take on the greatest fighting force in the history of humankind? Right, right. <laughs> because, <laughs> because you brought a gun legally in the suburbs, <laughs> you got a fucking card, and you, you and your sons go and you shoot on your block, you're the only one within four square blocks doing it like that, brother. Like, you really are. And, and let's be real. When the shit comes down to it, your block might have a whole lot of cats who have guns. Right? You have a whole lot of cats who have guns. The people coming for you were planning to come for you. Right? You don't want that. That's not a thing any of us want. Nobody wants it. Right. And, you know, some people like I, I keep saying, like, the problem with the cops is like the good cops don't out the bad cops. Right. In those situations, the good cops still won't stop the bad cops. The cops who come get you will all be the bad cops. Right. They're not going to be like, you know what? We should bring that conscientious objector motherfucker on this raid. 
The kids sell lemonade on Sundays at the soccer games. We need a country. We need the one that understands how wrong this is. We should bring him just so we have a voice of reason. We bring the negotiator. No, man, we're not doing that. That's not what's going to happen. Right. So you're not really you're not you're not going to have this standoff in the streets at the corner of like like Damon and fucking like Lincoln. Right. It's not with arms. You know what I mean? Like you can have a protest. Yes. Right. But what Seattle did, where they literally took over a post, a police station, understand that one medium-sized city in the entire country pulled that off. One, right? One, Seattle pulled that off. And Seattle's been weird for a long fucking time, right? Mm-hmm. If it happened in Portland, it kind of be the opposite. It'd be a bunch of like white supremacists going to the police and like, like they, they take all their like, like, like the Starbucks bags and they put spikes in them and they line them up around the police station to break the blow up bike tires. Like that's what would happen. Like you, you, you can't say that same thing that worked in Seattle work in Cincinnati, which has had race problems, notorious race problems forever. Right. Like what happened in Seattle happened in Seattle. And I can't say what happened in Denver. Right. I sure shit can't say what happened in Houston. Right. Like where else is that going to really happen? And it's also one police station in Seattle. It ain't even like the, the, the Seattle police are just done now because they got punked. Right. Like they're holed up at a Shoney's down the block. Well, let's be clear. They 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 abandoned it, though. Right. They were just yes, like, all right, we're, we're pulling that. back. Yes. Right. It's, it's yes. not like they yes. got into some sort of conflict. No, right? no, no. Like Liam Neeson didn't leave them in. Right. <laughs> like I got a particular set of skills. We run this shit now. Right. They were basically like, you got that. Even in Minneapolis, they're like talking about, yeah, we got some changes coming. We're just going to come up with a whole new model. I don't trust a word of it. You know, I just don't. I, I, I don't. I like unless you tell me that police organi- that, that organizations and cities are like letting everyone go, replacing it with a brand new model. And you are not allowed to apply for your new job. <laughs> like you like your old job is gone, but there's a new job you can't apply for unless you convince me of that. I find like, oh, so we're not the police. We are now just the gendarmes. Okay, got it. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow, Chuck. See you, Ted. <laughs> but that's, that's, you know, that's something I think about a lot, though. Like, what does a realistic fix look like, right? I mean, it's, like, it's redistribution. Like, the fact that people call cops for shit that cops aren't trained for. People call cops for, like, with this whole school shit. Like, if... An eight-year-old is having a tantrum. They call yeah. the cop instead yeah. of a social worker, instead yeah. of somebody child psychiatrist. Someone paid by the school to handle the emotional issues that children have in the 21st century. Yeah. You know, a cop is a, a cop is a fucking hammer. Yeah. And in school, you're gonna have screws, you'll have cats, right. you'll but have all those sits. Troy, you know what also like particularly in situations, it's not just that a cop is a hammer, it's that in one case, there's a kid who's just straight up belling in the school, and we got to call somebody. The cop shows up, and there's a conversation, right? There's a sit over yeah. here. Let's let let's deal. Maybe you have a migraine. Maybe you have low blood sugar. I don't know. You know what I mean? We just deal with it that way. Versus what we have on video years before George Floyd is the cops come into the school, grab the young black female who's 15 years old, 98 pounds soaking wet, pick her up and body slam her on her head. Yeah. That has happened to more than one young woman. Yeah, in schools, right over the last like like five six years, like that kind of thing. When 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 the cop rolls in and looks at the situation, and says, "Oh, you, let's just get you another lunchable." 
You know, let's just, I don't know, let's 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 dim the lights a little bit. Let's talk about what's going on at home. You know, whether your 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 mom had to sell one of the cars. Oh shit, that that's tragic. You know, like, oh man, you you don't have a pure a, a, a purebred dog anymore. Okay, that's really fucked up. Please don't shoot the whole school up. Like like, versus you roll in like, oh, I know what's needed here. Like, full Nelson right. suplex. Uh, that's the way the lens tend to. Uh, that's the way the cops tend to look at everything, right? Their their entire lens is through crime and punishment, right? Like that's, the worst of people, right? It's not just the worst of people, but like if you're calling me, my thing is I need to evaluate if a crime is going on, <laughs> right? Or, or oh, it's about to go down, right? Yeah. And then take you know. Back to the Wilmington cop situation, you get a guy who answers the call who's been waiting for his moment. Yeah. Right? This is his yeah. chance. He's right. going in body slamming somebody, right? Yeah. That's gonna happen, right? When you're waiting for your you're not looking for your moment to calm a situation down, you're waiting for your moment to flex. Right? right? These guys can't be they, they can't be employable in other any other walk of life. They became cops, right? They became the cops that answer for, point, for that point. Yes, issues, right? They're not even the cops who like you know a, a, answer bank robberies, right? right? They're the cops when somebody's like, "Yo, it's ill in this classroom. Two kids are just punching each other in social studies." You know, oh shit, I got this. I got punched in social studies once. I know what to do. Maybe we need a calmer CBS cop show, right? Like where the cops just talk to people. <laughs> that show already happened. That show's called The Mentalist. <laughs> I mean, but we've been told the entire time that you know cops are the good guys. Cops like de-escalation is not a thing that a cop does. That a cop's been trained to do. Right. And we're talking about training, right? Like, it's yo, hard to de-escalate a cop. It's hard to have a police situation where you're training them to de-escalate while you're also buying them tanks. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, like all this other shit. But meanwhile, we're talking about defunding, right? We're like not taking away all your money, but just the fact that you're being asked to do, and we and people thought that, hey, maybe cops don't want to do all this shit. Maybe you don't want to get caught out there. You just want to brutalize people who've done actual crimes. Okay, yeah. that's something else entirely. Let's go ahead and you do that thing. But you go ahead and you like, yo, you were trained for six months. You graduated from the academy. Yo, we give you a gun and we give you the absolute authority to do to be judged during execution. Yep. Initiatives in which we we you know cities keep telling their their voters like we're gonna make you feel safe. We're gonna like we're gonna get like five thousand new cops on the street. So it means that also in some capacity, like citizens of cities are also complicit, right? Like okay. you were you were saying because of all the th the way that you complain, the way you call up customer service, the the, the amount of times you do this, the things yeah. that you think require customer service are why people are like, why cities are like, we need two thousand new cops on the street next year, right? So the budgets keep going up for these situations, and you kind of bought into it a little bit, right? You're not talking to your neighbor and resolving a problem. Oh, You're not walking away being like, you know what, fuck it, it ain't worth it, right? Sometimes it just ain't worth it, right? So a lot of shit can be happen can be handled by just being like. Fuck that dude. He ain't gonna pay his rent anyway. He's gonna be out in three months. Like, whatever. Like, sometimes you just walk away, right? Sometimes, yeah, okay, if some harsh shit's going on, you do call the police. They gotta handle the thing. But, man, the cops got called on cats because the barbecue smoke was going across the yard. Yeah, right. I, mean, I, can't even, I can't even think of a time where I, like, I got robbed on Christmas once in my house. I think that's probably the only time I can think of where I called the police. Oh, and there was a fight outside of my house. 
there was like a group of teenagers that just got into a huge brawl. And I was like, yeah, I'm trying to sleep. It's 3 a.m. They fight. But like, I just don't understand how people are so quick and easy to call the police. Maybe that's my experience being black, where it's just like not as a natural reflex for me. But like, no, I mean, not for us do you guys find yourselves ever like, oh, I got to call the cops? Like, no. Um, in my life, I've done so for shit that I just deemed, nah, this is out of pocket. I got to call somebody. But what I've done is I've called 311. Right, if it was a non-emergency, oh, like, we talked yo, about this last week. Yeah, let, let me tell you, this is this is mad suspicious, and somebody should just cruise around and look at it. And the three one one guys, nah, you got to call nine one one for that. It could be an emergency. Well, if it were an emergency, I would have called nine one one. I'm telling you, it's not an emergency, but anything could happen with that situation. You should just call nine one one. Then why do we have a three one one? Right, right. Like, I, I mean, if I if I could deem nine one one would never be necessary, I could just handle it and not call you at all. So what do I have you for? Do you remember yeah. when police had a regular phone number? Like, like I don't know yeah. when that transition happened, but I remember growing up, I needed to know the phone number for mm -hmm. the police department. Yeah. And then yeah. at some point, it became 911. It was just the like early, the first early 90s, I believe. The early, early 80s, early 90s. 911, that's for now. But otherwise, I think this might be a literal difference in where we all grew up because I don't yeah. think I ever, I didn't know the regular, like, I didn't know the police station had a regular number yeah. until I was an adult who owned a business. Mm. <laughs> it never occurred to me there was a number to the police station, you know. I mean, there's, I mean, like we're talking about, like I think. Okay, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, I'm gonna address this real quick, Brian. <laughs> just the goddamn producer, and he will tell us what we need to speak on. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> Sit on your hands, motherfucker. <laughs> Stop typing so goddamn much. <laughs> <laughs> I control when it goes up there. Just yeah, I, I know. Okay, <laughs> I just don't want Brian to be on full blast. Like it's not like I <laughs> that's my boy. <laughs> He's like he got shit to say this week. He's like, God damn it! <laughs> I want to get back to talking about Batman. <laughs> I mean, so I'm I'm the last thing I'm saying with this shit um, because. We got like, cause this is also nerd shit. Like we, we, we spoke, we theoretically should think about escapism and shit to think of that isn't outside. It's outside the realm of the, the rather depressing reality that we're dealing with. But with the, like CPS just had a thing where it's vote number one, there's gonna be two votes. Cause the vote number two is gonna be the budget about whether cops should be in schools. Um, they call them, they're called them SROs. Um, School resource officers. Yes, they call them SROs, and they had a vote uh, last week, and they'll have a vote next next month of what how they fit in the budget. But so this whole thing when like you know, hey, um, let your your officials know that you don't want cops in school. Da 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 da. But what's come out is the fact that they poll teachers and principals. Do you want to take SROs out of school, out of your particular school? 75% of principals and 60% of teachers says they want them, they want to keep them in. So at this point, when your union's like, yo, take the cops out, but you on the slide, like, hey, do you want them? Yeah, actually, I do. Right. Because it's also an issue of accountability. If some shit happens in school, nobody and wants to be responsible. Well, you took the kid, you know, you took the cops out. 
now it's on the principal, right? And the principal yep. don't want that smoke. The principal doesn't want that that blame. He doesn't want that. He or she doesn't want that shit at all. Yeah. The teachers don't want, but it comes out that the teachers are the ones making ninety percent of the calls to the police. Yeah. Like, yo, this eight year old is acting up in my shit. And y'all told me I can't grab him. <laughs> y'all told me I can't snatch him up no more. I can't snatch him up. And so we are create. So people are acting like to the point made before. People are actively creating this environment. They're actively complicit in this shit because of the decisions they're making and the the their the, their thought process of. Well, it's not me. But so you know what? this is this is the end of the defund thing that people don't get. If to Brian's point earlier, if it's 1.8 billion dollars nationwide into police funding, we talk about defunding. We take some of that money and we put that shit to community resources. So the shit that's happening in your house that sends your kid to school that makes him having conflicts with other students so bad, the teacher calls the cops. The cops got to come in and suplex and throw motherfuckers across the room, right? The resources need to be there to handle the home situation first, right? So everybody can calm the hell down and get what they need to get in before we even get to the school. So now the teacher can teach, the principal can administer, administrate or whatever the hell, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. We have basically removed every possible safety net to give cops money. So the cops can come in and do exactly what it is we want them to do, which is put kids in jail, right? You know what I mean? Like, like, what about the thing that is different from when we were all in school to what's been happening now in the last 25, 30 years is every possible angle that there was an outlet where somebody could just save the situation at home, right? So that you could run a school right, has been removed. Every after-school program, every in-school program, every nutritional shit, all of it's been eroded and eroded and eroded. At first, it was like we eroded your school lunch and your music program because, you know, we got to win state and football. At first, it was that. Now, it's not even that, right? Now, it's all this money is going to this other thing that is just on quick riot response to the problem instead of straight supporting the families that need the support. So there is no problem. Give them the money and nip it in the bud right at the jump. Then you can just call a cop when you actually need a cop, right? right? Cause kids not being able to get along in school is not fucking new. That's been around since like, I don't know, ribs, you know, like it's been around forever. Like there's, there's no, that's not a thing. Like there's no, there's no, there's no, no one in this country can tell you that there's not a moment in which like when they were growing up, no matter how old they are, there weren't conflict between like, you know, them and other kids in school at some point. Your parents had conflict in school when they grew up. Right. Right. Everyone had it. It's a, it's a thing. It's going to happen with young people. It's going to be shit where like cats don't get along. I, look, I don't, don't, what you looking at? School uniforms. They made it like so that like every, all, all schools had to have, all kids had that same uniform. They had to dress alike. We didn't want anybody getting shot over like starter jackets. Okay, great. They don't, it ain't the clothes, man. It's the proximity. Right. I remember sitting in class and somebody was like, it's too hot. You're looking at me. <laughs> like, like, like the other kid had heat vision, right? Like, <laughs> you are looking at me. It's too hot for you to be looking at me. Oh, shit. It's like that now? You know? It's always been like that. You know? Damn it. Take that money away and resolve that shit so that that kid don't think some kid literally giving him the heat vapors. 
ready to throw down in class. Yeah, so that's what it is. Um, maybe I'll think of some nerd shit as we go on, but like, all right. So I'm gonna deal with like live shit, but go, go, yeah. rock, rock on. Let's rock on. Let's go to let's go back to Jeff's Kirby New Gods thing. Yeah. So, um, so like you know, I know that some stuff doesn't age right, right? Yep. Um, <laughs> I, I, I went back and tried to read the New Gods probably last year or so, right? Maybe two and years. Which run of the New Gods you try to read? I, I believe it was the original. Okay. Um, because I was on DCU, and I was reading it, and I was like. Not impressed. Okay. So I guess my first question is, what was it? Give me the context of like that time period that made it so magical for 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 folks, right? Because like I always hear, I I mean, and I can feel the the reverberations of that work in DC today, right? Yeah. But like yeah. I uh, I it's hard for me out of context, out of time to see what everyone was so up in arms about. So, all right. Consider the time, of the, the era which it happened, like not just the like the era per se, but how quickly it happened after Marvel Comics had been formed, right? So Marvel Comics effectively in 1962-63, Jack Kirby creates uh, all this all this stuff for Marvel. Um, Jack and Stan do a thing. And within about 10 years, you have a situation in which it ain't like it was anymore, right? We have like, now we've got like, New writers are coming in and freshening up stuff that Stan did, and Stan's kind of being sort of like pushed aside. Like, no, Stan, you ain't got to write all these books. We got other guys who can write these books. And Jack is like, look, I'm perfectly fine creating. You know what I really like, though? I really like to have my original artwork back. And they're like, no, yo, hey. You know all that original shit you did? That's kind of like, that's really ours now. And Jack's just like, what? And then now, the, so the two principal guys, is Jack and Stan, and, and, and within 10, 12 years of Marvel forming, it's a fully viable company and with a front office that just ain't really like feeling them like they used to. And Jack was basically like, you know, he got a call from across town and across town was like, Hey, if they ain't treating you right for all the shit you did for them, you ever consider like, you know, creating some cool shit someplace else. And Jack's whole thing, Jack Kirby's whole thing was Jack didn't understand why any creator would ever want to do a thing, right? Go, go, like, go back to a story he'd already told, right? Like, for Jack, having done the Fantastic Four, he didn't consider doing the Fantastic Four, leaving the Fantastic Four, and coming back to the Fantastic Four. He mm -hmm. didn't consider doing the X Men, giving the X Men to somebody else, but then he's going to take it over again. Like, to Jack, he did it. Once he did a thing and pass it off to somebody else, he's gone. Any creator should be wanting to do something else. What's that next creative thing? Right. And when you kind of feel like you start feeling like maybe you're you're being pushed aside a little bit, like you're the old the old guard and there's a new guard coming up and maybe you're not quite being treated with the respect that you ought to. But across town, somebody's like, yo, just come through here and do whatever the fuck you want. Well, that's music to Jack Kirby's ears. The new gods was Jack Kirby hitting DC Comics and. He didn't go to DC to do Batman. He didn't go to DC to do Superman. He didn't go over there and do like Aquaman. He went over there and created fresh, brand new shit they didn't already have, right? DC flipped shit because they were like, we, no one here would have created the mythology behind the new gods, right? 
no one would have basically taken actual like you know mythology and like tweaked it turned it on its side to create a literal gods right based on old concepts with a modern feel to it right he also created Commandy, the last boy on earth right he did a a, a futuristic like post-apocalyptic shit with a kid that had kind of basically come out of the dc universe into a world populated by like uh anthropomorphic animals and like just wild mad max shit dc didn't have a book like that they had a lot of westerns right they had just standard superhero things they had a couple of like space books they tried to launch that didn't really go anywhere right but they had like but here's jack just churning stuff out for them and it like his fourth world shit was just like you could read that and not touch another dc comic and get an entirely new fresh universe of things because it wasn't also it also wasn't designed to have like green lantern flying through it every three pages mm. right there was no there was nothing about like the the oceans of new genesis would also have aquaman bouncing through and the martian manhunter just showing the fuck up like it wasn't meant for that it was meant to be a, a, an epic conflict and, and, and kind of like today if it happened to be like saga right like that's what that was for dc at the time and his whole point even when he did that was i'm gonna launch this new gods this fourth world, I'm going to give you the forever people, the new gods, Commandy. I'm going to give you all these, these joints that I'm giving you, right? And then I'm going to create something else. I'm going to pass that off to, like, Walt Simonson was somebody he had in mind to do one of these things. I, I'm doing it to launch it, and I got hand-picked successors who are going to take it to the next level after I do it, and I'm going to roll off and do something else, right? Because you just never felt like he never wanted to be that dude that was like, I got more, like Chris Claremont coming back to do the X-Men. Chris, we already know you said everything you need to say, bro. Well, if you come back and do something now, it won't be like it was, and eh, we're going to hurt for it, right? Comics is always looking back to somebody, somebody who, Denny O'Neill, right? They're always looking back to go to a guy who did some epic shit and be like, can you rekindle the old magic? Kirby was not about rekindling the old magic. Kirby was like, let's do some fresh, brand new shit that nobody's ever seen before. I got, I got, I got millions. Let's go, right? right? That's what Kirby was all about. And it was like the first time DC had someone come in and just hit them with a brand new universe joint in the 70s that they didn't see coming. And they, they advertised it like, yo, the comic book creators coming to DC Comics. They made a big push for Jack coming there, right? And Jack eventually also, like, I mean, he, he stayed at DC for a while. He did, he did a variety of things for them. He, his, all Anytime you saw that man draw Superman, you knew he was drawing an epic-ass thing, like, you know, and, and, and it's kind of like it's tragic in that what the new gods in the fourth world were meant to be like never really got to supplant what DC already was because it was just non-derivative kind of like Jack Kirby total like wild imagination just out there. If you ever read like you see old copies of like Kirby collect, just look at what this dude just had in sketchbooks, right? The things this dude never got to actually put in print. You know, it was about turning it all on its ear. That's what Jack was doing. So now if you read it, like, of course, in hindsight, with, like, decades of image comics and Dark Horse and, you know, right. like, like it doesn't feel quite the same because you've now read Hellboy, Saga, you know, you've read, like, Planetary, Hell, Watchmen, right? Like, all these stories have been done that are, like, allegories about, like, kind of eras of superhero comics that have happened and so now we're kind of like numb to it a little bit but you notice whenever you're watching something that's got real talent behind it like the old like superman the animated series of jlu when they bring in the new gods it's holy shit moments because they approach it 
with the same energy that Kirby did. Right? That's why that's why when, when Darkseid stands there with his arms behind his back, you're like, oh, right. he's not he's not slacking off. <laughs> his arms are behind his back for a reason, right? Like, like we're about to see that reason. And then you do see that reason. And you're like, oh, okay, all right, I get it. But then you just like sometimes you're reading a comic and it involves the new gods and it's just punching and kicking, right? Like then it doesn't quite work the same way. And if you're right. reading a lot of the old like sort of uh, silver and bronze age comics, they don't quite hold up quite the same way. You need like a master kind of uh, uh, um, giving it from their point of view for you to really feel the impact of it sometimes. But I think that like what would really help you with Kirby is like seeing Kirby work at like full size, right? Like I'll, I'll next time I when we plan for you to come through, I'll bring some Kirby collectors, just send them home with you, and then you'll okay. see like the 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 actual full impact of Kirby and what this dude was capable of, and and people knew it in seventy three, seventy four, seventy five. They they understood what Marvel was basically letting walk away. You know, Marvel's like we got Ramita, we're good. You know, we got Basima, we're good. You know, All right. and All Kirby right. just didn't want to go back and do the Hulk again. You know, right. All right, I have to. I have to check out the collect the stuff you give, and and I'm trying you, to keep an open mind. You know the shit's real. Like if somebody said tomorrow George Lucas is gonna do another Star Wars movie, right? Oh, you, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh. Right. Like you, you, you might want something different out of Star Wars right now, but you know what you don't want, right? You know, it'd be like that. Like, mm, and Kirby knew it. Like, nah, you don't want that out of me. I don't, nobody wants that. I don't want to do that. Why would I do that? You know? No, I got, I got something for you. Also, nobody's asking what George Lucas has next. Nobody cares. But no, they, they would care with Kirby. You they know, whatever. right up until he did the last Indiana Jones. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think that's, <laughs> I think that's when everybody was like, now nah, we're, we good. We good. <laughs> now we understand. <laughs> we're good. Thanks, George. Pre now we understand. It. Right. Now we understand. That's totally it. You know? Yeah, like, New Gods also might not be, like, maybe New Gods didn't work for you. But, like, try Commandy next. You know? Right. Read that. Like, like see, see, like, let that wash over you. Forever People was the thing he did where I was just not feeling Forever People. So, like, I didn't care about the Forever People ever until I was watching Young Justice and then I saw, like, the Super Cycle and I was like, shit, yeah, Forever People. But then I tried to read it and I'm like, oh. Mm. I still ain't feeling it. Forever like, people. When right. I see them, but I see them like animated. I'm like, hell yeah, the forever people, you know. But then, yeah, reading it, I just, it never worked for me. Yeah, but like so much of that other dark side new guy shit absolutely did work for me, and some of it didn't, you know. But like, yeah, yeah, and I like the mythos that came out of it. I, I like the characters. I I actually like them more in television format than than the comic format. But all right, but also I think it's, it's that way for a lot of like the old school Silver Age comic books in general, right? A lot of people love Marvel movies, but they ain't trying to read 1963 X-Men shit. Yep, that you is know? true. They're just not, they're not gonna do it. As I'm sort of switching gears. Okay. Has Marvel lost their mojo after we've wrapped up the uh, Infinity Gauntlet stuff? Because like, I remember there was a period where like, I was always itching for the next movie. Now, I don't even know what's coming out next, nor do I really care. So I don't know if I'm just marveled out or if Marvel is just sort of like, you know, not not the same now that we don't have this buildup. It's to me, I feel like the fan base kind of let itself get played. Right. 
you you got so invested in ten years of this Thanos shit, right? Right. That that there was nothing being done to kind of get you on the in a comic. If you're if we're fighting Thanos, right? Good storytellers do this thing where they start alluding to what's next. The seeds are being planted, and then. They don't go back and be like, we planted the seeds, but now we got to put a whole new comic out there to show you where we planted the seeds, right? A good storyteller, this was a thing Claremont did very well, right? The X-Men are fighting the Hellfire Club, but by issue three, in the background, they start dropping little hints of the next villain in there. Like, in the, you know, just on the sly, so that when we handle the Hellfire Club, next dude is ready after a one-issue kind of break. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, Claremont right. did that all the time. You know, good writers do that thing because they know they got to keep the interest high. Marvel gave you 10 years worth of movies, made it all about Thanos, did just about nothing to kind of hip you up to like what might be coming down the pipe next. Yeah, they got you on like, we finally got Spider-Man back. So everybody was into like, everybody's walking around now talking about how great the Spider-Verse was, but that was animated and not Marvel Studios, right? So like, that, that that's not related. And And now the real problem you have isn't, am I over it? It's that, are you going to feel comfortable watching anything involving a cape in a movie theater for the next two years? No. Right. So it doesn't make a difference if Marvel's next big thing to me, it should be Kang the Conqueror, right? Like your next Avengers thing should definitely be an Avengers movie and it should involve Kang the Conqueror. We need to get into that right now because we had time travel at the end of that last joint. Right. But you're going to spend how much money on some more time traveling shit involving some more Avengers and movie theaters are going to be at 15% capacity? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to do that shit just to release that shit on demand. Is this the end for movie theaters? Uh, movie theaters will be back once people ain't, like, you know, dying. So what like, what yeah. I was curious about was... Oh, go ahead, Troy. No, just the fact that, no, people, like, half of... They said half a million people, when California opened back up, half a million people went to bars. Yep. Half a goddamn million. So I think a, 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 rec, a movie theater, they open back up. It's like, you know, maybe because movie theaters are drawn are, are driven by the movies. Right. So movie theaters are in this in the back going, OK, I know you got some big shit or what, you know, maybe some new Disney shits coming out or whatever. Yo, keep that for when we debut. Keep that for when we open back up. So then people are like, well, I can see this now in a crowded movie theater with no health shit whatsoever just for normalcy or i can wait until dvd or on demand and then what so i think it, it really depends on like the the product really drives the the the, the process it really so, drives what the the movie theater the, the movie theater think because the movie theater is like we can show you shitty movies all day and get 15 percent capacity we can do that. That's not a problem. But yeah, we can spend a lot of money. We spent a lot of money on great movies, and then like, how long did it take to get a Black Widow movie and a Wonder Woman movie done? And them just never saw the light of day. Right. I guess what I was curious about though is like, you've got these uh, studios now that are like, you know, I, I remember reading this that uh, Universal decided uh, after the troll success that they were like, you know what, maybe this whole release and uh at home and release in theater is going to be a thing and amc was just like no that's not what we're doing right we're not yep. we're not about that you fucking so, up right but the thing is right 
Now you're forcing, and I don't know if this has evolved, if this conversation has evolved or anything, but now you're forcing Universal to do video on demand, right? Now they really don't have a choice if they lose AMC. What happens if Universal is successful? Now you got all these other studios like, well, you told (laughs) Universal to piss off and they're doing all right. <laughs> so you and I need to have a conversation. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe popcorn concessions ain't just all they cracked up to be. Maybe we could put popcorn into stores and people could buy the popcorn and pop it at home themselves. <laughs> what if we just try that? Yeah. So I'm just curious <laughs> if, like, yeah, I'm just curious if, like, this this uh, pandemic thing uh, creates these new ways, or you know, at least opens up these new ways of doing business, and then suddenly. Movie theaters are like, oh shit, we got it, we got a problem, right? Think, and I'm surprised more drive are coming back. But I think the bigger, the real bigger problem is when it comes to like how big superhero movies got. We discussed several times about like the bubble for superhero movies, right? And we were like always talking about when the bubble's gonna burst. And I don't think the bubble ever burst. I think the bubble just had the air let out of it, right? All these people. It ain't that the movies were even that good. It's that how many people in the culture were sort of like identifying as like now they're they're comic book and superhero movie nerds or whatever. Now they're fans of Marvel, right? But only while those movies were happening. After that happened, after that last Infinity War Avengers bullshit, after that happened, a whole lot of people just like, yeah, we love Marvel. We saw them all. We're good. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. We're done. They're asking what's next, but they ain't fiending for it because something else took their time away. Something else, like, like, occupied that space in their brain now, you know? They weren't the people who were like, oh my God, I'm gonna get to see the Red Guardian on screen finally, right? They were never that person, right? They were always the set of people who were like, my friends are going to see it, so I'm gonna go see it, you know? My coworkers went to see it and I gotta have something to talk about, so I wanna go see it, just so my coworkers ain't talking about it around me, you know? My boyfriend dragged me to it, so I did go see it. I hated it at first, but now I kinda like it, and we only, now we go. Yeah, okay, like I didn't like these kind of movies, but now I just refer to Captain America and Tony Stark and, and Iron Man by their first names exclusively all the time. You know, like that's a normal fucking thing to do. Like people are just, they got real wrapped up in it because it became a cultural thing that I believe for a lot of people that's over with because it ended. You know, if you came out and said tomorrow, we got, in fact, this already happened, they announced a Game of Thrones prequel thing, right? And I don't know about your offices, but I'm fairly sure ain't a lot of people being like, yo, when's that Game of Thrones prequel happen? Never heard it. Right? They're like, instead, they're like, yo, um, Game of Thrones. I thought very we were similar, Very similar to the Lord of the Rings stuff, right? Like the Lord of the Rings series, right? Like they announced it, and I think I heard it once in the break room, uh, and someone was like, no, it's a TV show. And they said, oh. <laughs> right? That was, that was it. Like, oh. Wow. Yeah. 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 Well, Brian's feeding for the Inhumans movie. And Inhumans movie. It was supposed to be one, but it became a TV show, so you'll probably never see the Inhumans again. Like, that writer's room fucked the Inhumans up so bad. And I I feel like a disservice was done to those characters. Like, you... There's another... That's another Kirby thing. Like, what the Inhumans were all about, none of it got really touched on in that TV show. Because the first thing they did was nerf every single member of the Inhumans. They took mm. away what made them special powers-wise in order to basically just have them with that nerfed-ass budget just running around Hawaii chasing each other like Scooby Gang kids. You know? It was it was bad, but it was bad not because the Inhumans sucked. It was bad because it was the wrong approach. You I didn't know? watch it at all. 
It was like watching a Star Wars movie that was all about politics and debates in a big Senate chamber. Imagine doing that. You know? We don't have to imagine it, dude. <laughs> right? <laughs> I thought that's he called what, the episode that's too. How wrong, that's how wrong the, the Inhumans movie was, the Inhumans TV show was. Instead of making a movie, they just they went with that idea for, for this situation. Like, oh, man, I, I can't believe it. Anson Mount, I believe, did redeem himself because he fucking got to be Pike, and his Pike was great. I, I just can't believe that man had his career salvaged like that. I, I felt so good for him. <laughs> Because dudes are just mad. They was like mad at everybody in the humans. And it was like, man, Gorgon was a black dude. And like, I just remember watching it. And sometimes they would forget he had hooves, right? Like, there'd be scenes in which like he's in, he's got hooves because he's supposed to always have hooves and shit. And then that motherfucker's walking around the beach and he just got feet. <laughs> I was like, wait, did they forget he's supposed to have hooves? What's going on here? How they put him in shoes? What do you mean the boots don't fit? He can't wear boots. He's got hooves. <laughs> talking about ain't nobody you find me like you just go to the park in the state of chicago and some cop sitting on a horse and the horse is just wearing a pair of tims like <laughs> it doesn't happen <laughs> you can't do that oh, oh man just trash stop that like if you ain't even gonna try and fucking walk away you know let somebody else do it everybody's about that paper any way they can do it. About that paper. Yep. All right. That's all I had. All right. We could address your the Batman hate that you were trying to avoid. Oh yeah, yeah. Hang on. Let me get a <laughs> let me get a napkin because I feel like this hate sandwich is going to be messy as hell. <laughs> I've talked about it before. My the Denny O'Neill problem for me was Denny O'Neill was the one who decided that Batman could never have an actual relationship because. He was married to fighting crime in Gotham City, and he couldn't have a relationship until all the crime in Gotham City was uh, eradicated, and he literally said Batman was impotent. Okay, yeah, I, I remember this, that. This but is why it is that when 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 Damien, when Batman and Talia have Damien, Damien is immediately written out of continuity and just shuffled off until Grant Morrison brought him back, right? Like, this is my, the Denny O'Neill thing I will never let go is how... Silver Age writers and creators sometimes like stunted the growth of characters for decades with like, this is the only true essence of the character and this is where we're at. And then the the the, the worst thing happens when somebody comes along in kind of postmodern comics era and then they go the exact opposite direction. And everybody goes, this is the definitive view of the character and this is what we ought to do. So now we at first we're just everybody's Denny O'Neilling it, and then everybody's Frank Millering Batman. And those are the two versions you get, right? It is Batman, like, immortal, impotent, crime fighter, you know, can't have a life kind of thing. And then there's Frank Miller's, like, rooftop, like, like... Edgy. Hate, yeah, hate-mongering. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, stunted emotional growth, you know? And right. Superman's the problem, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that kind of shit. That, that that that's all. That's all I was gonna give it. Like, okay, no, that's actually. That's actually <laughs> I expected it to be much worse, but I I no, would no. say that it, that's fair. That's fair. I feel like the you know the 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 character starting to break away from that, especially these days. But like you said, it was really Grant Morrison sort of setting the stage with Damien and bringing him in. Um, I'm not caught someone, up, but you know, yeah, the Catwoman Batman marriage. Or, well, or the, but again, the marriage didn't happen. Right. Oh, spoiler alert! Didn't happen. Right, and it's it's that idea where 
Spider-Man can never be happy. Batman and Catwoman can't actually get married. You know, like right. these things that, that happen that take these characters that prevent them from moving forward in their lives. It's the Denny O'Neill effect that creates that, that, that need where we got to keep that tension, which ain't even a tension. It's, it's stunting is what is stunted growth, right? Like right. Batman must always forever be like left out in the cold, like emotionally can't connect to anybody. So now we got five more years of characters who are in Batman's like network talking to each other about Batman being fucked up. Right. We were safe when Lois and Clark got married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then DC wouldn't fuck that up so that like Superman could date Wonder Woman. <laughs> right? Like, oh well, okay, I guess. Right. That's a thing. For some people they love that. They were like, of course he should marry Wonder Woman. They're the two most powerful characters in the DC universe. Okay, so I guess, you know, you go on a date or whatever, you're just looking at you're just showing portfolios, right? Like right. how much money you got? Well, how much money I got? We can make this work. Right. Do you Second like date? Right. <laughs> not a thing. It's why I hated Black Panther and Storm getting married. Couldn't stand that shit. I hated everything about it. That was a dumb idea. You know? Of course Black Panther would marry Storm. She bad as hell. And black. <laughs> and black. <laughs> and black. <laughs> right? <laughs> and black. <laughs> I had a crush on her, so he's got to have a crush on her. You know? Let's write some shit where they met each other in high school. What? No! <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to do that. You know? Black Panther comes to the States. He's in the United States of America. He's a member of the Avengers. Hangs with the Fantastic Four. See Storm one time. He's like, she gonna be mine. <laughs> Stop your Jay-Z Beyonce-ing of the fucking Marvel Universe. You don't have to do that. But they did it. And then they, then they undid it. Black Panther annulled that shit. Right. You know? We're not married. Because okay. I died once. <laughs> Wait, what? It was something about Black Panther having died because he had died. Technically, their marriage was over, I believe. And then, uh, like, you know, that's how Black Panther got around it. Like, because he did die, and that's when Shuri was Black Panther, you know. That's a, that's a good one, though, right? Like, did you, you remember? Did we talk about that that week about that article, Homegirl uh, faked her death and, uh, and showed up at the. So, oh, that sounds familiar. Okay, go ahead. Say it. So, so chick got kidnapped, and it turns out her <laughs> husband had paid to have her kidnapped and killed, but the kidnappers were like, yo, we don't really kill women. So they put her up on what happened and then just you know left her on the side of the road. Uh, so then she uh, uh, coordinated stuff with the pastor that was going to be overseeing her funeral, and she was just waiting in the cut after the funeral, waiting for her husband to come. <laughs> Arduino, she strolled out like, yo, what's going on? What's good, my dude? <laughs> uh, it was like so crazy. Um, I, I got to find the article because I know people are going to think I'm lying, but it was like real, real oh, shit. shit. That sounds amazing. That should be a TV show. You had me kidnapped and murdered, but I'm here at my own funeral to be like, here's your papers. Talk to these officers. Right. I was like, yo, that is that is priceless. And and the way the 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 kidnappers like gave up everything on him, right? It was like, yo, listen. We was straight down to throw you in the trunk all gaffled up. Right? <laughs> we was with every bit of that. Yeah. White wife crashes, crashes her own funeral, horrifying her husband who had paid to have her killed. <laughs> wow. Uh, Melbourne, Australia. <laughs> <laughs> 
if there was video of that shit, that would be classic. Oh, right? Shit. Right? Like, she just, like, wore, like, a GoPro or some shit, just walking in the church, like, what's up, motherfuckers? If memory serves, they even gave her evidence, like phone recordings. <laughs> the kidnappers just dime out the whole plan. Right, yo, they just dimed out everything. They were I mean, like, they, they were keeping the money. They this is too right. far. Right, they got paid. They're like, shit, we don't feel like doing this. After so. two days, they set her free. Uh, on the side of the road, but not giving, but, but not before giving her a cell phone, recordings of their phone conversations with Kalala, and the receipts for the seven thousand dollars in Australian dollars they allegedly received for payment. Seven thousand. <laughs> this also shows like sisters just straight be taking it like like all over the world. Like this is Australian, right? right? right. <laughs> that chick, like that chick, straight up looks like she's from like Beverly, right? Like like this is Australian. <laughs> this is going down. Like man. Some dude is like, yo, <laughs> I have a grand plan. <laughs> yo, I need, I need to look this up real quick. So how much was the shit? Seven grand? Seven in Australian dollars. Australian dollars. So seven yeah. thousand Australian dollars is $4,806.76 in United States dollars. Yeah. Oh, this dude, this plan was doomed to fail. For four grand? You can't get somebody fast slash for four grand. But the best part was the kidnappers aren't totally noble because their response was, we just want you to go back to tell other stupid women like you what happened. (laughs) 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 The kidnappers are still like, this is all your fault. Right. (laughs) We're not going to kill you. We don't get that guy. Like, yo, men are unbelievable, man. (laughs) (laughs) This is bullshit. Oh, my God. Everybody still needs to go to jail. Right. Everybody right. needs to go to jail. Everybody. Oh, wow. Man. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. I got Spread one more word. crazy story I All got right. to share, and then I got to wrap up. But right, uh, let, me, let me see. Actually, one quick thing, a little a little good news, right? A little positive news. Um, you know, you might as well take advantage of the uh, black goodwill that's happening right now. Uh, oops. Did I share the wrong tab i think i did well um, me, not sure that is that a private family uh, no, 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 that was the washington right. post it was good it was, right, no. yeah i just saw uh, boots i was uh, like is the black community just giving away free like cashmere boots uh, what's going on so um graden house publisher is accepting uh unagented submissions from black writers until okay. september 8th and then they uh, they will recommend agents for you, which seems like a bad deal. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> um, yeah, That's suspicious. Um, call for black authors, and I guess their sister publisher is doing something similar for um, for uh, their imprint that does more young adult okay. science fiction stuff. Okay. Oh, uh, so a little positive news, right? Like you sure, know. Sure. Uh, that's you know, some folks, you know what I mean? It's like, like we said, a lot of the Black Lives Matter shit is opportunistic, but, you yeah. know, I'm going to still take advantage That works. Of it. <laughs> yeah. So the other thing. You just, you just get nervous when, when, when the man is like, but this is who you talk to to negotiate your contract. Right. Which, right. Exactly. Right. That's what I'm like. Mm, <laughs> I, I don't know about that. Yeah. But, um, you know, we talk about me being from the Electric City, right? 
uh, the neck is connected. You went word up. Yeah, from the neck. Uh, so <laughs> Stop it. we told you never do that shit again. We told you. I got a, I got a little shame that I got to put out there on uh -oh. my hometown area. So which area from your town? Schenectady, Albany, Troy. Uh, it's called the Capital Region, and they basically treat it like you know one. It's basically like one. It's a quad cities. Right. Right. Uh, so. Uh, these fine folks at uh, Grace Baptist Church. Oh, did they take it down? Oh, what a free AR-15? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Yep. Uh, win a free AR-15. They're doing a raffle. They're doing a raffle for AR-15. Normally, I thought that only works like in the South. Yeah. No. Yeah. So it's funny, like growing up there, like you you don't realize just how backwards it is until you leave right and then you get out and you're like well damn that place was freaking racist as hell um <laughs> but my favorite joint was the uh the 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 low-key uh racism where where was it um something about their they've got some rules around who can who can enter the church? Oh, uh, and booze? oh, yeah. You didn't see that one. I didn't yeah. see. That. I didn't read that to that part. Okay. What? All right. So hold on. Yes, I got. I got to find this. Hold on, because it's uh, it is buck wild. Uh, history, purpose. I, I will also take this opportunity while you're finding this to drop yep. some, some live news. Cam Newton has signed with the New England Patriots. What? <laughs> oh man! Wait, they. They're kind of crowded down there, aren't they? No. It, I thought somehow he was. He, I thought he was associated with the Patriots. Wait, with the Patriots? Yes. Oh, okay. Never mind. Somehow in my brain, I thought the Saints. Okay. I was thinking the Saints. Oh. All right. No, no. It, 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 he's saving them from Jared Stidham. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Just, I, I just want to drop that in while Jeff was talking about shit. Yeah, all right. I'm gonna find this a slightly different because because right? it was you know what I was thinking of I was thinking of uh my man uh uh, uh stuffed the lobster down his pants when he was shoplifting in college, um Tampa Bay oh, former Tampa uh, Bay quarterback Jameis Winston yes. Jameis Winston yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know eating crab legs and shit yeah yeah well he, because he stuffed them down his pants and shoplifting yeah um I, that's why I was thinking they were crowded because I was thinking of the Saints and not the Patriots but all right so now now all the Weeks of discussion will now be about, you know, <laughs> about like now we are going to have to talk about the, the the Bills coaching versus Tom's playing again, because now Cam Newton, could he do it with Cam kind of thing? You know, all right, we'll see how this goes. All right, so what is football? This, this is their this is their entry and I'll read it for the audio. Right. Uh, uh, no one will be allowed to be inside the building or in the service without signing a waiver. All right. As always, as always. So this isn't something new. As always, there will be a slice of ham. The Bible word is swine outside the front church doors. Everyone entering the building for the service is required to touch the ham before entering the building. Anyone refusing to touch the ham outside the front church doors is not permitted to enter the building. GBC reserves the right to allow any Orthodox or Hasidic Jew to enter without touching the hand. So, this, <laughs> this is levels of just call me a straight, come on with the, the straight Muslim shit. 
Because like you are you are basically making rules to not let Muslims into your shit. And this is hilarious and sad. Everyone walking in must touch the ham first. Remember, if you were Jew and you got a problem with the ham, you can still come in. Right. You okay. Anything else and got a problem with the ham, you can't come in. Yo, yo, yo. This sounds like some south of the Mason-Dixon shit, but this is as north as north fucking gets. To New York, baby. This is amazing. It's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. And, and it's funny because when I saw it, my friend posted it, and when I saw it, I was like... I trust Nora, and she's got good sources, but I don't believe this shit. I got to go find it myself. And there it was, right on their homepage. I'm guessing they took it down because it was part of the service entry, right? So, like, if the service is over, they don't need that up anymore? Yeah. But, like, damn. That's amazing. Right? We don't want the moon. As always... There will be slices of ham outside. Ham. But Everyone must touch the ham to enter. Touch the, I mean, but touch the ham, right? Like, right. like, there's somebody in your community who's hungry, who wants, who looks at this ham like, yo, I would prefer people don't touch the ham. I would prefer that. That would that would be helpful. So, so I can this is home and make some beans with it. So that's the link to the that I find. I fucking found it now, of course. That's the link where you can read that shit on their homepage. Fuck them because they don't use SSL. Um, right? Standards, bitch. Right. You out. Yeah. Wow. And, yeah. Just unreal. Unreal. Wow. That is so, some stuff of the Mason Dixon shit, but that's amazing. Right. But in the North. But yep. in the North is hell. Because, oh. because they're not black, white racist. They're. Muslim racist. Muslim, you know, Muslim, Muslim. Right. right. Oh, they had some other shit too. They had some shit on their Facebook page that somebody Radical posted too. Moose lambs. Moose lambs. Right. <laughs> Muslims, homosexuals, right? Just like, almost like, just like, come Melissa, on. Dog, really? Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy is like uh, that dude from Trump's first press secretary or whatever. That said in that live joint when she was trying to do the press conference, right. but she did it all with like like stuffed animals and shit. That was great. Yo. Yeah. They got another joint, you know, on their Facebook page. Defend your family against the savages. Buy a gun or come to church June 28th and win one free. What? <laughs> and in the Baptist church? Yeah. 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 It is not a southern, I was raised Southern Baptist, so that, I, that's another thing entirely. Right, yeah. <laughs> so that's on me. But that's that shit is save yourself from the savages. <clears throat> wow. Okay. Like roaming around, lusting your women. That's amazing. They're not even molest. Oh man, they pulling out they Muslim dicks on them. Like, yo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> shit is beyond real point. Yo. Yep. Also, the state of Mississippi may change its flag, which leads me to believe that absolutely nothing will change. Yo, like, so I don't really pay attention to state flags. So I was like, damn, Mississippi? Like, yeah. uh, uh, have you seen Florida state flag? You ever seen some more unwelcome and shit? Like, just generally? I don't know if I've ever seen Florida's flag. Right, now, yeah. now you're looking at Florida's flag. 
Mississippi shit's been in the news for like you know years. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, with the oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Right. It's just like Florida State flag is like yeah. Uh, Put it up on the screen, Jeff. Yeah, I'm I'm working on it. I'm struggling here. I got a situation. Uh, but Mississippi got threatened with. Oh, okay. I think I've seen this. Yes. Right. It's just like yeah. Don't um, no. X's. But, but, yeah. but it's it's not stars and bars, right? It's not right. official right. shit. So that's right. that's how they're letting that slide. Like yeah, you know, we be quiet about it. We ain't got to do nothing. Right. Um, but Mississippi got threatened by the Southeastern Conference because what matters yep. football says we will not have any, we will not bring tourism to your state right? if you don't change the shit. Now, the SEC can't make, can, can make this demand but because there's two Mississippi schools with in the SEC, but there's right. also one school in a smaller conference that has said a thing. But also the fact that Mississippi does not have facilities to host championship events. They don't. All right. So what like y'all no, like, hey, you can't have a party. Well, we don't have a room big enough for a party. I don't give a shit. Yeah. So the threat that's going through because it passed the house, apparently it passed the house, but the state senate has been steadfast against it because every time it comes up, it gets shot down every time. Right. And the governor, this time the governor, who's an absolute, absolute sack of shit. Said he'll actually sign it if it makes it to him, but he's making it so it doesn't get to right. Him. I was going to say, I'm sure he's got a plan for that though. Oh, no. The other problem with this too is like, there's a lot of talk about let's change the flag, but then when they finally do change the flag, nobody put an effort out there to also make them, you know, burn their hoods. Make so, like, Klansmen, like, okay. Right. You know, are we going? You know, with this flag change, are we going to change our funding priorities? Are we going to yeah. fund education? Are we going to do? No, no, no. We're going to change the flag. And the fourth state in the union is on this bullshit. Yeah, and a friend of mine said, "says I'm reminded of the times where abusers changed clothes." Right. You guys ever heard that term, like bike shedding? We use it in tech a lot. So I, it's it's from like. Uh, Eastern Europe somewhere, and it's like this phenomenon that they say where people argue over trivial details because it feels like something that they can contribute to when faced with a larger problem, okay. right? So the 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 it comes from the example of they were trying to discuss the plans for a nuclear power plant, and they wanted to be open with the citizens in the community, and everyone just kept arguing about where the bike shed was going to be and what color it was going to be, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, well. We got a nuclear power plant that we're dealing right. with, and they're like, yes. "Yeah, but the bike shed, you know, it's it's can it be over here and it can it be blue, right?" That's what the flag conversation feels like, right? It's, it's, it's like, like when people this- talk about when people talk about like like there's there's a fascist in the White House, but Democrats are arguing over like what what color unicorn, right? right? Like <laughs> it's that thing, yeah, right, yeah. It's like you know I can't really get my mind around all of the chains that needs to have that. And that sounds hard. So yeah. uh, fuck it. Let's tear down some statues. Yes. That I had to look up before I turned it. Like, <laughs> like who is that a statue? Yeah. Uh, yeah that needs to come down. Uh, yeah. one, there's one statue that it might be like Grant or somebody. I don't know who the statue is, but like, it's a dude on a horse. 
and they pulled the statue down, but the horse is still there with the dude's legs attached, yeah. and they just spray painted horse at the bottom of it. <laughs> it's the best fucking statue now. It's just a horse with some legs attached to it, and they was just like straight up black spray paint horse. That's <laughs> a monument to a horse. Oh, that is beautiful. <laughs> I can get behind that. <laughs> Somebody else has a picture of a statue would come down and they put a big ass cat tower on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yo. All right, cities. We got we to we laugh at this shit because it, it, the, the alternative is a lot worse. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Because you yeah. can't you can't expect the cities to go out there and just be like, okay, we'll just take these racist statues down. You're right. Let's just do that shit. No, nah, because a lot of times, like that's that's part of the identity of the city to these people. Like, yeah. but I live in a city where Grant Park is Grant Park, right? It just always looks like it does. I can't right. imagine it looking any different. What would our city be like if that statue weren't there? You know, you don't go to that park for that statue. What else? What difference does it make if something else is there? You probably didn't even notice it. Anyway, right. right. You probably didn't even notice. Oh, snap. I forgot. Oh, damn it. I got to go, but I, I got to. The Bubba Wallace shit. How do we not oh. even touch oh. on that? It did occur to me earlier. Yeah. Right? Like, where, where the where the literal argument has become oh, you see, it wasn't a noose. It was a door pool that was entirely shaped like a noose, but it wasn't a noose. Right. <laughs> and therefore, we've invalidated racism. So I, I was like, you know, I'm always trying to keep an open mind. I'm like, yeah, they need to release the photo of the of the pool, door pull, right? Because like, yeah. all right, you know, I can see. And then I saw the photo, and I'm like, right, Come on, guys, it, it's it's right. the ultimate gaslighting. It's like, no, no, it's a door pull, right? Okay, right. look, I've had a lot of ropes tied to things for a variety of reasons. I've never once shaped one literally like a noose in order to pull a door closed or never. hold a door closed or to tie something together. Never slip knots, maybe. Right. But that was like the classic news configuration with the multiple times looped around, you know what I'm like? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Look, Bubba Wallace never walked into that garage. So he never saw it. Right. An official saw it and reported it. They did what they had to do. Right. They checked all their garages. Four garages had this sort of a tie, but only one of them was a fucking noose like tie. Like, Come on, stop acting like NASCAR wouldn't do this, right? right? Like, what has NASCAR done that was ever so, like, you know, on like so so purely anti-racist? This could never happen, you yeah. know. That's a noose, dog. I'm sorry. Right. It's, right? it's like, not a noose you can fit his head through, but it certainly is a noose for a reason. Right. Wow. I've never I've never fashioned a rope naturally like that. Like right, right? for a garage door. And it also seems like extra work. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like it it looks it doesn't look like something you're just trying to pull down. That looks like extra work. Like, you when know. When I go to Ace Hardware and I'm like looking around, I never find a miniature noose that I can use to like pull my garage door closed. I just never see that at the Ace Hardware. So I don't know why everybody's so incredulous that no, no, this is what we're talking about. It's not the thing you thought it was. We're NASCAR fans. Yo. Okay. But I, I will give NASCAR credit for the fact that they came out with more direct statements yep. about shit than any other major sports league in they the did. Yep. They came yeah. out. They don't have to because their audience is cool with yeah. it, right? Like, right. they don't have to do that. <laughs> and that, that makes it even more kind of like, oh, right. you about that life then. Oh. Right. 
Yeah. Even he's not doing this much anti-racism. No, not at all. You know, although they they elected a black dude to the Hall of Fame, very happy with that. I'm gonna put that in. Yes, indeed. He is now one of one of four. No, oh no, one of three. One of three. He is one of three uh, black people in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Okay. Um, One of my favorite players of all time. Um, his dad is Ethiopian. His mom's American, white. His mom's white American. They moved to Canada. Had him. Uh, he got to Game Seven of Stanley Cup. Um, awesome dude. Pillar of the community. The whole shit. Played most of his career at one team. Yeah. Very happy for it. Very happy with it. Um, but yeah, um, they've retired this number a while ago. Like it was just a foregone conclusion at this point. And it's always cool when you're having these discussions about Hall of Fame things and they go, you know, they have a list of people who are eligible and they get to him and they're like, we're done here. Like, we don't even have to discuss. He's a Hall of Famer. Let's go on to something else. Very happy with that. Word up, Jerome Ginla, number 12 captain of your and my Calgary Flames. That's what's up. Also, his name is Jerome. Every Jerome you've ever met will come find you to bring this shit up. Jerome talk to you about it if you do him wrong. James, right? Oh. Like, like, you know, but Jerome's don't let shit go, right? <laughs> so like, he, he's going to the Hall of Fame because you just don't want a Jerome knocking on your door mad about some shit. Right. <laughs> you know, it just never works out. Every Jerome you've ever known, like, will bring it back to you that they have been slighted in some way, and you just don't want to be dealing with it. They just nah forever, man. Jerome, just let him in. His name's Jerome. Of course he is. I know one Jerome, and and you just described him to a fucking two. <laughs> like he's white though, <laughs> but you, you described him to a T. So I'm gonna see a Jerome thing. Not pissed him off. Um, yeah, that's 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 so yeah, that's that's the hockey thing. I had I found out though when the Bubba Wallace shit came out that and it, inexplicably I was following some neocons on Twitter who I guess. Uh, were illustrators or cartoonists or something. That's how I got a hold of them or whatever. But they were like, ha ha, Bubba Wallace is the fastest race car driver in NASCAR. Oh, and I just went, why am I following you again? Right, right. And and it's, it's this thing that's also lost in it. Like I just said, Bubba Wallace never entered the garage. He didn't see it. They prevented him from going in the garage because they saw it, right? So look, yo, we don't need Bubba Wallace walking there seeing that shit. Let's report it and do what we got to do. It's not on Bubba Wallace. I'm not a huge NASCAR dude, right? I'm not a huge NASCAR dude. Yeah, yeah. But, but Bubba Wallace is the dude that pushed them to get rid of the Confederate flag, right? Uh, they well, decided to get rid of the Confederate flag before Bubba Wallace anything. Yeah, I mean, okay. I thought he was behind a big no. push to actually get rid of the No, no, no. Okay. no. Nope. He's the only black driver in the shit at this point. He said nothing about nothing. Right. Like, you know, yeah. during, the, during the history, there's been one or two at a time. Yeah. And they've all went, this Confederate flag is bullshit. Yeah. And NASCAR just kind of ignored them. But yeah. with this whole atmosphere and everything, they finally decided, you know what? This is bullshit. Let's get rid of it. Right. Yeah. It's just a moment. At this point, it's a moment in time that we're really trying to figure out, like, you guys, you know, and we talked about this the last time. If you corporations are really about this life, it's great that you're making these symbolic gestures and we're, you know, all this shit. But... Where are your black people in management? Where are your black, you know, was what's all, Wallace, all this time? Bubba Wallace, like every other NASCAR driver, perfectly happy to show up every weekend and drive around a racetrack going left and finish in 17th. 
Like that's <laughs> what racers do. They they go left every fucking weekend and they'll finish twenty fifth for ten straight years and get a check. You know that's what they do. You know? Yeah, that, that's the job. You know. All right. All right. I got to wrap up. We hit all of us. We hit our shit anyway. I think. Yeah. <laughs> so we right. did good. We did well. So, we did well. We did well. Not two weeks because I'm out. I'm gonna be out in Mount Rushmore on our rec- next regularly scheduled Sunday. Okay. Well, three weeks then. Whatever. So three weeks. And maybe yeah. by that point, not only will I have some nerd shit, but I will also have listened to Haken and have some whole shit. <laughs> Because I've been challenged to listen to some new shit. So I'm going to take that challenge. So right. three weeks, we're going to do three weeks. For three weeks. All right. Well, share whatever you're listening to so I can comment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Word up. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode whatever number we're at right now of Stakes is High. The Black Nerd Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I have been Troy Hunter at Tall Black Guy on the Twitters and on the internets all over the spot doing the thing. I am Terry Gant, a.k.a. Doc Midnight, a.k.a. Dread October, who is now forcing Troy to listen to some prog metal, and I can't wait. Jeff just also said you heard it. He's going to listen to it, too. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I don't Jeff think he knows Smith. who he agrees with. Right. I'm Jeff Smith, and I didn't know what the fuck I just signed up for. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was not aware of this. Uh, so. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for being here. Um, we appreciate y'all. We will holler at you in three weeks. Thereabouts. Peace. Peace.